What is up, you guys, and welcome to the first episode of Behind the Glam, where we talk about the glamorous and not-so-glamorous side of the beauty industry. I am your host, Caitlin, and I am the face behind the Instagram Bridal Hair by Caitlin. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about how I got here. Um, I get questions a lot about my story and how I ended up creating a bridal business and how I did this Instagram and all of that good shit. So I figured the easiest way to answer all of those questions and take you guys on my journey is to do a podcast. Now, this podcast is not going to be mainly about me, um, if it's going to be about me at all. I really wanted to create something that everybody within this industry could go to for feeling validated and understood and I want to talk about the great side of this industry. I want to talk about tips on social media and hairstyling tips and client interaction and all of that good stuff. But along with that, I want to talk about the crazy stuff, the crazy clients, the pressure, the things that we deal with. I want this to be a home base for you guys when you are in your car, driving to work or driving to your weddings or whatever it may be. I want you to be able to turn this on and be like, hey, there's my friend and that friend be me. I also plan on having a lot of guests on here. I want my guests to share their tips and tricks, their stories, and all of that good stuff. So before I start rambling about things that this episode is not about, as we are almost two minutes in, let's get started on today's episode on how I got here. So my story starts where I feel like most hairstylist stories start. Um, if your story didn't start here, I want you to call your mom right now and tell her how lucky she is because mom, I am so sorry. But my story starts with destroying American Girl dolls. Hey, I remember being very, very young. All of my Barbies had butchered haircut. There are pictures of me taking my my size Barbie dolls and styling their hair. Um, that kind of created a little bit of a problem for me in school because when I would ever have problems with classes, I would seriously tell my teachers like, yeah, trigonometry, I don't need to know that. I'm going to be doing hair and nobody's going to ask me how to do this. So as I entered high school, you know, I was always a little social butterfly, cheerleading captain, any of those stereotypes that you can think of, but I was nice. Don't worry. I wasn't a mean cheerleader. Um, yeah. So my mom started getting uh, phone calls from teachers that I was talking way too much in class and my mom was getting a little bit concerned about me graduating. Not that my grades were horrible, but when you have multiple teachers being like, hey, she won't shut up. She got a little concerned, and since we knew that hair was going to be my end goal anyway, my mother actually pulled me out of high school my sophomore year to homeschool me, uh, and I completed my junior and senior year in one year. I graduated high school early uh, at 17, and I started Paul Mitchell the week and a half or two weeks before I turned 18. So right now it is, I think, February 2nd or February 3rd of 2008, and I am 17 years old, getting ready to start my hair journey, and I am scared shitless. I just want to say it is incredibly intimidating being 17 years old in a hair school where everybody is standing outside smoking camel menthol silvers, and you can't even legally buy cigarettes yet. So that was fun. 
overall i did very well in school it's always weird when you talk about your like talents and skills because it feels so damn uncomfortable being like yeah i was really good but i really was i had a very natural gift and understanding for hair um i had a natural gift and understanding for everything ironically but styling hair uh haley my core teacher will tell you during core class when we were going over updos, I could not figure it out. It was the most damn frustrating thing on the planet. And I'm pretty sure I kicked the doll head or talked about kicking the doll head across the room. So it's very funny that I ended up being a styling specialist because that was the one thing in school I really, really struggled with. I was supposed to graduate in February 2009, but due to, again, talking too damn much, I, I had a crap load of tests I had to make up before I graduated. I ended up graduating in April 2009, and I wasn't able to go to state board for almost a year because back then they had this thing at school where if you needed a new doll head or you wanted to buy a blow dryer or something like that, you could just like rack it on your tuition. And I didn't know that whatever you racked onto your tuition had to be paid off before you were allowed to go take your test. And I ended up racking up like a couple thousand dollars worth of products and tools and a crap ton of doll heads. And my mother was like, I'm not paying that for you. So I had to graduate school not go to state board and I had to work in a salon as an assistant for about a year to pay off the debt in Paul Mitchell before they would give me my papers to go to state board. So I learned that lesson. Um, the great thing about that though, looking back, was it forced me to be an assistant for a year before I technically was allowed to even do hair. The first salon I worked at as an assistant was an absolute fucking nightmare. Um, everything that I've ever heard anybody talk about, like, well, what if they're mean to me? What if they do this? What if they do that as an assistant? These people did and it was one of the worst but most humbling experiences I've ever had to go through in my career. Just to give you a little bit of an idea of what I'm talking about, because I was pretty damn good in school, like I could have totally went right into being behind the chair and taking clients with no problem, but you know, I didn't have my license yet, so I couldn't. But because I had that skill set, the stylist took complete advantage of it. I remember there were days where I was doing full highlights for my stylist. I was doing color retouches. I mean, that means from the moment that I was draping them, I was doing their color, shampooing them, blow drying them, and the stylists weren't even giving me $5 tips at the end of the day. Now, what sucked about that was we were, I think the assistants were making minimum wage. So really like tips were what we needed to make some substantial money. And it was infuriating to spend months working for these stylists and pretty much doing their damn job for them and remaining broke the whole time while they pocketed like a $300 service. It was insane. And like, it wasn't even necessarily the money thing that was a problem. It wasn't the cleaning the toilets or sweeping the floors or any of that. Like, they were just really rude and it was a terrible experience. But it is one I can now, at 30 years old, look back at like 19, 20-year-old me and be like, okay, that was, that was good for you, Kaylin. Definitely, though, the most frustrating part during all of this was knowing that I had the skill set to be behind the chair, to make clients happy. And just because I didn't have my license yet, because I had to pay that debt off, like it was, again, infuriating, humbling, lesson learned. Moving on to the next salon I went to assist at. This salon, 
um, was brand new. The owner was young. She was like 23, 24. Her name is Vicky. Vicky, I love you. Vicky took a big chance on me and she hired me. And if I actually had to pin a point in my career on when I went, ooh, updos are kind of freaking cool. It would be Vicky. I vividly remember either she was doing an updo or I don't know what it was, but I remember I ended up doing an updo on her hair and she pretty much walked me through how to do it. And I remember it came out beautiful. And like, that was the point where I went, oh, this is different. Like this, this I love to do. Everything about that salon was great. It was beautiful. It was modern. Vicky was amazing. The other stylists were amazing. The only downside was it was like 45 minutes-ish, maybe more from my house. Um, if you're not familiar with the Northern Virginia area, there is about a one hour stretch from DC out to like the Warrenton area where what should take you 20, 30 minutes of driving can take you up to two hours. So I was commuting in like an hour and a half of traffic to work and from work every day and just could not handle it after a while. So I did end up leaving that salon. That salon is still doing absolutely amazing. Vicky is completely thriving like the queen she is. And I look back at that and I'm like very proud and happy to have been a part of that salon's first half of the journey. Not even first half of the journey, like first like year of their journey. So after I left that salon, I ended up going to what was going to be my forever salon until uh, shit hit the fan with my mental health. I have a really hard time talking about this because that salon, again, I'm not naming names, but I know if they're listening, they know, was the best experience. Oh my God, I'm actually going to cry. Was the best experience with the best people that ended very badly for me because my mental health was in the worst place it had ever been in my life. So when I first started working there, everything was great. We were the most tight-knit group of people I've ever personally been involved with. We were obsessed with each other. We had the most beautiful working friendship relationship. We would be at work all day together and then hanging out all night together and still like running and jumping and excited to see each other the next morning. Like this happened with all of us for like years. Like I remember two or three years of just pure beautiful, happy energy. Now, what was going on with me internally at the time was I was becoming miserable. I had horrible anxiety. I was never talking about this either. So people just probably thought I was being an asshole. But I had really bad anxiety um, with clients, with friends, with everything. If I ever had a client not like a service, it would horribly mentally fucked me up. I don't even know how else to explain it other than that. I would then moving forward be terrified to ever do it again. Um, And I started noticing after the years I was like losing parts of myself and my personality and that was the depression taking over. Um, But one light within all of that was I was the bridal and prom specialist if you will. I lived for prom in wedding season. I used to say all the time, if I could only do extensions and wedding hair, that would be like my dream come true. Now, back then, we're talking like 2013, um, having your own bridal business like you do now wasn't really a thing. And I can tell you for sure, extensions were not a thing like they were now. That is the one thing I feel like I missed out on in my career was extensions. But anyway, 
I was so happy when we were in the midst of doing that. But when I was doing anything else, I was completely miserable. I would find any excuse to call out of work. Like if I felt like I was getting sick, I would be like, yes, valid excuse now. Just because my anxiety and my depression was at that point completely uncontrollable. Like looking back, I wish that we were able to discuss mental health back then like we were now because I had every textbook example of somebody very heavily struggling and like not seeking help like I should have. I started disassociating with my friends. I started disassociating with my job. Like it was a hot diddly damn mess. And I just wish that I had asked for help way sooner than I did. Um, I don't want to get on a sad, depressing talk here, but I do feel like this is important to add in all of this because this is a huge part of why I ended up leaving. So probably June or July of 2013, I was at my lowest point and I did have to get admitted to the mental hospital for suicidal thoughts and all of that not fun stuff. And then I remember once I got out of being admitted, I went back to work three days later and probably should not have done that given the circumstances, but I did. And um, that was the beginning of the end of my journey within that salon. And it breaks my heart. Oh, I'm not going to cry. It breaks my heart because I'm not going to cry. Hold on. Let me like tear up together. I just did my lash extensions and they're not supposed to get wet. Um, It breaks my heart because I had so many people rooting for me. Um, I look back at like my bosses back then and all of the time and energy that they put into me. And I can imagine how frustrating it was having this young stylist with such raw talent. And the truth is I had a beautiful career ahead of me. Um... But I was screwing it up and I was too scared to talk about really why it was happening and what was going on within me. And on the outside, I just looked like a shitty employee who didn't want to go to work and was just keeping to themselves. So I sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, I've never said this to them and I feel like I should, not just in this podcast, but from the bottom of my heart, like I am so grateful for everybody in that salon who did take the time to try to grow me. Um, I was just past the point of fixing with anybody else doing it. Like there was so much going on within me that was not good that I had to save myself, if you will. So about six months after, so I was admitted to the hospital three times in July 2013. And then I ended up leaving the salon in February 2014. So The months between them were very, very hard and I just realized that I needed to step back from this career entirely and like get my shit together because I was not on a good path. If I am completely transparent with you guys, when I left the salon, I had no intention of ever doing hair again. So as of February 2013, I had quit the salon and I started nannying a little boy. Um, For the next couple of years, we're a little chaotic. I don't want to get into a lot of details about that and my terrible marriage that I ended up in, but I ended up with my daughter, so that is the biggest blessing of them all. So from 2013, 
2014 through 2018, I wasn't doing hair at all. Now, this is when things get really, to me, fate-driven because I can look back on it and it all makes sense. Um, there is a Steve Jobs quote that says, you can't connect the dots looking forward, but you can connect them looking back. And I feel that very heavily about this part of my journey forward. So in 2018, I had no clients. I had no business. I had no nothing. But I did have all of my old clients who were now getting engaged and getting married and looking for somebody to do their wedding hair. So in a very short time frame, I had a lot of my old clients reaching out like, hey, are you still doing wedding hair? And I said, nope, I ain't doing shit. I ain't touching hair. I ain't doing it. And very ironically, after that, my Instagram started getting spammed with a lot of like sponsored posts of other hairstylists. And I specifically remember seeing like SV Glamour, Alicia Jared Hair Artistry, um, all these really big Instagram hair people all of a sudden popping up and I felt like okay there is no way that this is just happening and I took that as a sign so the biggest thing for me was specifically with those two amazing artists is I had not seen hair done the way that Sarah and Alicia do it and I remember thinking to myself like I want to be them I want to be them. They are so good. Like I have never seen styles like this. If I was going to go back into doing hair, this is the kind of hair that I want to do. I vividly remember spending hours at night looking at hair Instagrams and just feeling this crazy overwhelm come over me of, okay, you need to do this. Like this, this is a sign. You need to get your shit going. So I'm pretty sure it was in the middle of the night one night. Um, I created a logo and Pink Blush Beauty was born. Now, back then, I was offering hair and makeup services. Um, I no longer offer makeup services. It is way too much for me to balance both with how um, OCD I am with hair. But I was back then. And I did a probably like 15 weddings between April and my epiphany moment, if you will, that happened that August of 2018. I'm sure you're wondering, how the hell does she know the exact month or date or whatever she's talking about? It is because the BTC show happened. Now, I was living in Northern Virginia at the time, and that year's BTC show was taking place in D.C., well, technically Baltimore, but it was 45 minutes from my house, right? So I probably had 500 followers on Instagram, if that. Um, I was posting tutorials, but like honestly feeling stupid posting them because I was getting like 15 likes and they were all my family and I was like why am I doing this you know and I also back then felt this constant level of stress because I had my daughter and I was like how am I supposed to balance building this business out of nothing doing weddings and being a full-time mom like how do you do both and then the BTC show happened and Alicia Jared walked across the stage and did an award or like gave out an award and she had her baby on her hip and I went okay all right she can do it I can do it if she is walking across stage in heels with this baby there is no excuse as to why I can't do it and it can clearly be done and I had just this moment of all right really think about what it is that you want what do you want this business and career to turn into uh, write that shit down and just work hard. I told myself, just give yourself six months of truly 
working hard and just see what happens. And like, this is when I look back at myself and I'm so proud of myself because that, that was about to change my whole career. I had no idea that that one mindset shift was going to be the thing that took me from, you know, 500 Instagram followers to a year later, I think I was at 15,000. It was something crazy like that. So let's get into that part of the journey now. So as of August 2018, I decided to go full throttle into my business. I wrote a very crazy list of goals, which I look back on now and I cry because I holy shit did it. Um, And yeah, so I started busting out tutorials left and right. I just felt this urge to do education, which is crazy because it was like I started my business thinking, okay, let's just book all these weddings. And then I started posting tutorials and other stylists started looking at them and watching another stylist have an aha moment and like realizing that that aha moment, you know, when you do a wedding, yeah, you can like make that bride's day. But if you can teach a stylist how to do something and like that change how they style, you're affecting hundreds of brides. You know what I mean? It's just different. And I loved everything about it. And so I started kind of pressing forward with doing more tutorials on my page and that started just creating more traffic to my page, which got the attention of a lot of brides and other stylists. And before I knew it, I had a wedding and education business that grew from pretty much, I don't want to say non-existent, but you know, a little baby seed and grew into this big tree in a matter of a couple of months. Now, I do want to do a whole separate podcast on growing your Instagram account and stuff like that, but I think it's really important to say this. The biggest thing with building your business that you have to take into consideration is you need to treat your business like a business. And when I had that mindset shift happen in August, it went from this is a hobby to no, I'm taking this seriously. I'm going to spend this much time a day doing something. I'm going to make sure that whatever I'm posting is the best work that I can post and I'm going to treat this and respect it like a business. Which leads me into our next episode, which is going to be how I grew my bridal business from nothing to a lucrative bridal business and how I grew my Instagram in the process. That is totally not what we're naming it, but we'll just we'll go with the flow for right now, okay? But I want to thank you guys so much for listening to episode one and a little bit about my journey and how we got here. And I will see you guys in the next episode.